This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hope you got your coffee and tea ready there and uh, you're ready to learn something, hopefully, about avoiding probate. That is the goal every week, of course, to teach the listeners something about... And I have every week... I'm Ted Walsh. From I was going to get there with the intro. I, know, I knew my, you were. And my world-famous co-host, Ted but, Walsh, but, but is you here. Just, you just inspired me to say that every week <laughs> I get more and more people asking me, okay, questions about it, to which I just sort of throw my hands up and say, uh, here's Jason's number. Give I Jason, think. Jason a call. Because, if I'm not uh, wrong, isn't this isn't this week three for you now, Ted? I'm glad you're back again. Uh, good to see you something here. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So we didn't nice, scare you nice off? Nice to be back. No, no, not at all. I just, I'm just saying that people ask me, and I say, I, you know, there are specialists for that. There are people who know specifically your, the answer that you need specifically, and I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah, well, it only takes about 20 years of uh, training well, exactly. to become, you know... Precisely. ...knowledgeable, an expert, so-called expert on the subject. Right. Uh, speaking of experts, we've got a, a couple here today as our guests, which I'm looking forward to getting to... Um, in a few minutes' time from now, but anyway, how was how was your Canada Day? Did you have a good celebration? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't go crazy. I mean, my kids <laughs> my kids aren't kids anymore. My right. my granddaughter's uh, to be two next month. Well, I'm not. Oh, there, man. I'm not there yet. Two. Mine are still teenagers, but uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Cars. It's all about cars. Getting yeah. their licenses. And, it was how it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You got an extra car that you're not using in the driveway? Um, <laughs> not really. No. It's not the car. You can, you can go buy a car. You can buy a nice car for a, a couple grand. <laughs> Get out of here for, a couple of grand. No, I mean, unless you're driving across the country, unless you're driving every day for a living, for, for a kid in school is what I'm saying. Yeah, for, for sure you can. For, for, for like two, $3,000 you, you can. You know, it's 2021, it's, right? It's not that. It's the, it's the insurance. Yep. That's it's, it's, it's that the too. expensive part. Well, what do you mean? It's twenty. Oh, it's twenty twenty one. When was the last time you know, bought? It? I didn't know when the last time your you bought a car. Old, was. I got, your car is older than my house. <laughs> yes, but I love my car, and I'm going to keep it on the road as long as I can, even though it is old for sure. Um, we've got a big show today. I guess number one is in the studio, and she's keen to tell us her story. I'm not going to spoil it uh, for anybody right now, but I guess as soon as we get back from this first quick break, uh, we'll introduce her and. Uh, We'll learn something. I hope so. Uh, but before that, um, I am going to talk a little bit about uh, a new, relatively new rule in the probate world. It is the Avoid Probate Show. And it's it's a very interesting uh, change that the province has made with regard to Bill 245, if anybody wants to find the, the gory details. Uh, it has to do with the fact that um, in, the, in the old days, until, until recently, when somebody got married... 
i.e. for the second time, or maybe even for the first time, I guess it doesn't matter, it, that would, marriage would automatically cancel any existing wills. So, un, unless, unless the will was written in contemplation of that marriage. In other words, if you know you're getting married in three months' time and you have your will done before and you specify that you're getting married, then that, that will can be valid. But most people don't do it that way. And, and, and this normally applies to second marriages. Um, so the will's been done a long time ago, maybe with the first spouse, and then somebody gets remarried. It's, it's important to know that that will, that that will was no longer valid. As soon as, as soon as you get remarried, marriage canceled any existing wills. That's no longer the case. The province has changed that rule. So marriage no longer revokes a will in Ontario. So along with this rule change, uh, Bill 245 did include a few other changes, and I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about this rule change in more detail in a week or two from now. I think we're going to have another lawyer in studio as our guest, and we'll dive deeper into some of these new changes because they're very significant. But um, I just wanted to touch on that for now, give the listeners uh, something to think about. Maybe maybe you can relate to this change. Maybe it affects you. Uh, and, and if there's any questions, of course, give us a call. We'll give the contact information out uh, later in the show. And we're back in just a moment. Our guest for today is a branch manager from Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery, Michelle Osborne. We'll talk about prepaid funerals. Stay with us. You're listening to the Avoid the Probate Show on AM740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate show on AM740. Jason Laidler here with Ted Walsh and our special guest this week who I'm happy to introduce. Uh, I've known her for a while. She's the branch manager at Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery, which is a part of Arbor Memorial. Welcome, Michelle Osborne, to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, as I said a minute ago, um, I've known you for a while because you were kind enough and gracious enough to help me a couple of years ago with uh, services for my my father when he passed away. And I was so impressed with uh, your expertise. It was a first for me to go. It's a first parent that yep. I've uh, mm-hmm. had to say goodbye to. So it was all, all new. It was all new and a steep learning curve. And you were there with your expertise to guide me and the family. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing for people like me. Well, Jason, yes, it was uh, definitely a day in the life of uh, pre-planning, or in your case, it was a death had occurred. So the death of a loved one is exceptionally tough. When I met you and your sister, you were 
definitely grief-strucken, and you had no idea what the next step was. There was 87 decisions to make. Wow. As you probably made a lot of them very quickly, and you don't even remember. No. When the death occurs, there's 87 decisions to make from the time of death to the time of the burial. Wow. So a lot of them can be pre-planned. When you're working with loved ones, and these are conversations that are tough ones. They've been really tough over the last 18 months for sure because we've all gone through what we have, and it's 34% of Canadians are the... It's a statistic that they actually do with willful, and that is... A real number, only 34% of Canadians have pre-planned or even had the conversation in the last 18 months. So it's very important to know that this is something that is out of everyone's comfort zone. That's for sure. Somebody asked me, they said, well, if I were to go now and and say, okay, pre-planning involves, first of all, buying a plot. Correct, yeah. And then selecting a casket and... I guess everybody has to be in, in turn now in 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 the cement encasement as well. Actually, there's two different types of disposition. One is cremation, and one is casket. Mm. Right. So, in ground burial is what commonly most folks would know what that looks like because right. it's in the movies. It's right, been right. around forever and ever and ever. So, when you have a casket burial, yes, you can be entombed into a crypt which is indoor mausoleum, outdoor mausoleum, or in-ground burial, which would be on a cemetery property. The other option is cremation. Now, with in-ground, it, it, you can't just put the casket in, right? Does it have to... Depends on the cemetery bylaws. Oh, okay. So it's not a, it's not a provincial or a federal. It issue. isn't. It okay. is not. What you're talking about is a vault. So yeah. that's a concrete box with they a lid. They make them around the corner from where I live. Ah, so. perfect. <laughs> uh, the vault is definitely something that a lot of cemeteries are moving towards because they're they're double depth. So the first one would be in a vault, and the second one is typically optional, but most folks will go with vault on top of vault. So that is definitely very common. So it really is in reference to the cemetery bylaws. Okay, so, so where I was going with this, Kim, is, is you know, Michelle, is, is, so in today's prices, it works out to be $50,000. But if I live for another 30 years, mm-hmm. that's going to mm-hmm. be worth a lot more than that. Well, How does that alter my prepayment? Well, the beauty of prepayment, and that's where Jason comes in, his father, his story was he bought what's called an interment right to an existing property plot on a cemetery in southern Ontario. So when Jason came in to meet with me, he was quickly surprised at the value of the plot. I couldn't believe it. uh, That his father had purchased... 20 years ago. I don't know the timeline. And I want to add, I didn't know either if he had purchased a plot or not. At first, it was uh, it was a fishing expedition for me, only because I know his parents were there in that particular cemetery, in those grounds. And I thought, well, I guess I might as well just ask the question. Mm-hmm. I did not know the answer until you got back to me and said, good news. Yeah, yeah. there is a plot here. And believe me, it was good news because it was money that didn't have to come out of my pocket. That's correct. So typically when you've lost a loved one, which is could be the grandparents in your case, the next of kin, which was your father, 
was offered a plot probably beside oh, your grandparents. And at that time, that's called prearranging. They would have mentioned that there's a plot available next to your grandparents, and here's the cost. So in 1985, yeah, here's whatever. the cost. Fast forward to 20, 2019. 2019. Um, you came in and we secured the space yeah. because that was a contract that was made with Arbor Memorial that he would be interred in that location. At that cost? Or did you buy the property? No, it was all prepaid. It was. I don't prepaid. know. I don't know what Dad paid for it. I have no idea. Well, maybe Michelle. Okay, so so you can buy the property, the, the plot, as it were. Um, so it doesn't matter whether the price goes up or not right. because you already own that. That's right. But, but what about the casket? What about all the other? Uh, so things the that next go along with the funeral. The next, the opening and closing of the grave. Again, I'll, you can also lock in that price point. So on twenty twenty one pricing versus you know. 20 years from now, prepaid contracts are honored um, on the current price point that that the contract was purchased. Again, with your funeral arrangements, as long as a pre-planned contract is in place, all of those costs are on the date of the contract. So fast forward 30 years from now, they're looking at at least 50% increase your prepaid funeral costs and your cemetery costs are locked in. So what costs are not locked in? Good question. That's a good question. Uh, the di- they would be called disbursements. Disbursements would be in the category of clergy, catering, flowers, police escort for somebody that you know wants a police escort. They would be disbursements, registration sometimes of the death, but you can put in restri- you can put in uh, monies for disbursements that they can use at a later date. However, Mm. the cost of the disbursement would be on that. So very simple things like flowers. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. People still get uh, police escorts? Famous people. Famous people, I guess. Just like you, Jason. Right. (laughs) You know what I find interesting, and and we're speaking, by the way, we should point out, it was Michelle Osborne who was with uh, the uh, Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery in Whitby. Correct. In which mm-hmm. you've been there for a while now. I haven't, actually. I was working in the city at Rest Haven Memorial Gardens, and this is a lateral move, I guess, into where I live in Durham, and Mount Lawn is a, a growing uh, cemetery. We have an expansion going currently in the funeral home. We've added 10,000 square feet and a new chapel and a new outdoor barbecue area so that we can have mm-hmm. celebrations of life for our families. Mm-hmm. This past year, uh, this past year and a half, I guess now, with uh, with all the rules that have been um, that have been offered to us, as, as it were, uh, in regards to uh, the COVID nineteen, it must have been extremely difficult for your industry as well. I mean, not we all could, we can all use sympathy to a certain degree, but in your, in your industry. Some difficulties uh, that you probably never ran into before. The biggest difficulty was meeting with families. Mm-hmm. We are a business that is typically face-to-face with the next of kin. Once a death has occurred, we meet with the families. However, some in some cases, we just could not. They couldn't travel. Uh, they had restrictions with COVID. So therefore, we had to pivot into a virtual um Platform, So we learned real quick how to help our families through all the different uh, platforms with Zoom and different, uh, you know, email. I don't think we had as many 
60, 70, 80 year olds current that have email, and now they all do. So, but, hey, but a lot of those people who said, you know, we could only have 10 people to the funeral Correct. or 15 people to the funeral, whatever the number may be, and people can't travel. Uh, and many of them have said, well, we're going to have a celebration of life yeah. later. Correct. How many of those are pre planned, those celebrations of life? They would all have to be uh, at some point. Well, how much are you seeing of that? It's been really tough, Ted. Since 2019, so if you have a loved one that passes in the winter, typically it's your, if a cremation has been a suitable disposition, you will look forward to a spring celebration of life. Maybe a barbecue, maybe something on ground with uh, loved ones with many people. COVID changed the game for that because it was March. So all of those folks from 2019 and all of 2020 are still looking forward to a celebration of life. I don't want to say I got lucky, but I yeah. guess I could I could say that I squeaked in there with Dad's service. It was in September of 19, 2019, as, as you may recall. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I can say the funeral service was, quote, normal. Yeah. And there was no restrictions at the time. But COVID came just a few months after that. And then everything changed, of course. So I'm so happy that, you know, I didn't have to deal with the special rules and everything. And I, I feel terrible for those people who have, have had no choice. Well, like your father, he was well-loved, uh, like yourself. And he had many people at Graveside. I remember it. It was it was an a awesome event. And we were still doing in-ground burials because, as you know, um, they still have to happen with less than 10 people. So that becomes a very difficult conversation with the family. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue to chat with uh, Michelle Osborne. She is with the Mount Lawn uh, Funeral Home and Cemetery in Whitby. And when we do return, we're going to talk about some of the more unique requests, peculiar, you might even say, right here on the Avoid Probate Show on AM740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning 
much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number. But call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Ted Wallachin and our special guest, Michelle Osborne from uh, the branch manager at Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery out in Whitby, uh, a part of Arbor Memorial. I understand, uh, I know Ted's got a question about... I'm just wondering, what is the average cost of a funeral versus the average cost of, well, a, a burial, I should say, versus the average cost of a cremation? Like, how, is it, how much more expensive is a burial than a cremation? Well... I mean, it's a loaded question because it depends where you are in the GTA. There is different pricing all across the GTA. It's just like owning your own home, obviously, if you're downtown in the city uh, versus the suburbs. Now, niches, which is outdoor and indoor possibilities for cremated remains, can be just as expensive as in-ground burial. So the range could be as dramatic as... 2500 to 25000 Wow. Depending on where you are, A, in the city, and B, what type. People who opt for a cremation, what is the percentage of those who opt then to bury or scatter the ashes versus those who just opt to keep the urn in their possession? That data, unfortunately, isn't available to us because <coughs> once you leave the funeral mm. home, with cremated remains, mm-hmm. we don't always know the intention of the family. Right. Could be scattering. Right. Yeah. But you can't just really walk up to uh, to the beach at Wasega Beach and scatter I was just going to ask ashes. that. I mean, it's against the law, right? Some people say you can't scatter. Some people say you can. What What's the ruling on that, Michelle? How does that work? Well, for example, waterways. So the environmental uh, people will not allow you to have scattering, to have cremated remains in the waterways of Ontario. Mm-hmm. So that would be a ticket for sure. Um, now, private property, it's your property. You can do what you what you want. Uh, typically, we always want it on sacred ground, which would be cemetery. That's why cemeteries like Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery, uh, we would always want the loved one there. It gives you a sense of uh, closure, and it also gives the heritage, so your great-grandchildren and their children and their children a place to visit. We have been around since 1947, and our first uh, location was in London. And those folks would be, you know, memorialized in their cemetery. And then you have children from, you know, great-great-grandchildren that can visit. So for us, we would always want you to have something very simple or something elaborate on cemetery property. Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking about Arbor Memorial being around that long. Like, tell us a little bit about the connection between 
Mount Lawn and, and Arbor? Well, um, so Mount Lawn, we actually have burials as early as the 1920s, 1930s, but we were actually not the owner of that particular cemetery. They purchased it uh, in the 80s. Bring it back to 1947, where the first cemetery was in London. From there, we've grown as a company coast to coast from Vancouver, Victoria Island, actually, all the way to Halifax, cemeteries across the country. What's the most unique request you've ever had for a prepaid funeral? Oh, geez. Um, The most unique is definitely clothing and what I'm going to wear. There is folks out there that have their, their outfit in their closet and it's labeled. So the loved one can just go into their closet and pull it out. So that's definitely something that not everybody would do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, obviously, prayers are are often and um, literature that they've written, either a poem or a handwritten eulogy that they want to have at their own eulogy. Of course, music. Music <clears throat> is a key factor. A lot of folks... Yeah. Uh, you know, they want a specific song. So those are those are pretty common. But, 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 but like, has anybody ever said, okay, I'm bringing a clown? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason had... Uh, I was just going to say... I Jason don't, had I don't, Elvis. I don't mind admitting <clears throat> that, uh, you know, my dad was a huge Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know an Elvis impersonator who's part of the clergy. Yep. And uh, I know strange combination, but... I called him up. No, and, not at all. On, <laughs> and on short notice, he said he would make himself available. And so, yeah, we had an Elvis impersonator lead uh, Dad's service, and he sang a couple of Elvis tunes. And the other uh, different item, I guess, was the fact that Dad wanted a blue metal casket. And so we literally had Sharpies around the room for people who could sign the metal casket with, you know, farewell messages to dad. It was just tricky. You had to learn how to sign upside down and backwards so he could read it from his position. (laughs) And that actually was uh, the launch, I think, of a lot of folks. So that was in memory of your dad. Uh, I had seen it before with the Sharpie on the the casket, Um, but you were over the top. Everybody had a word or a signature um, on his uh, casket, which was actually a beautiful send-off. It was. It was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. That's yep. why I said at the beginning, you, you're, the services you guys provided to walk us through, well, again, it was all new. It was yep. all new to me, and wow, was it overwhelming. Now, when I say new, I mean, I've got to remind the listeners, of course, that this is the Avoid Probate Show, and I'm talking to listeners all the time who are calling in or emailing with questions about estate planning. And I guess you probably get some of these questions when you're talking to potential uh, customers of yours who are looking for information about prepaid funerals, right? Yeah. So on our website, we have a whole section. So Arbor Memorial, Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery. Um, you can you can ask for the 87 decisions. You can ask for the free will cut. You can ask for the free registry and the estate 
the estate planning. These are all key tools and really good, helpful items so that you can have those conversations because they're very awkward conversations. But we give you some homework and it's a registry and you write down all of your estate planning. Where does this go? It's it, you know, what what prayer do you want? Do you want, uh, you know, a steel casket? Those are the types of things that are in this estate planning. Can can a family member or, or, or a close friend for that matter supersede the decision of of the deceased? Well, that gets a bit tricky. So as Jason has talked about a lot in on his show is uh, wills. So mm-hmm. we take direction from the executor. Right. So if there if there is a will, if a will exists, that is the person that we meet with at the time of death. And that executor would make all those decisions. Right. They re- certify what the pre-planning the pre-planned agreement was typically in my experience the executor is acting in the best interest of the deceased so very very seldom do they change a lot of what's already been pre-planned they're very thankful and most people pick an executor that would respect your decision yeah you would think so (laughs) You would think so. Yeah, yeah. you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're speaking with Michelle Osborne. She is with the, uh, the Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery located out in Whitby. Pe- people's, uh, people's attitudes towards death in general uh, are changing daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that when, when you're confronted with uh, such a, a horrific situation as we have been for the last year and a half, from COVID nineteen, their perspectives change. Do you know how much have you noticed their attitudes have changed towards death and how they how they perceive it and how they deal with it in the last year and a half since COVID? I think they're definitely scared. There is an element of you know what what can I do, uh, what should I do, but. I think we all know chronologically we're going to bury our grandparents and our parents. So we know it's coming. We just need to know how. So that's where we come in as experts. We'll help you. We'll guide you in the right direction. And I think people are very receptive to the information. It's all about communication and information. So what you do with that information is up to you. So we're getting a lot more questions. A lot more people are asking us what the next step is. Mm-hmm. versus a year and a half ago where I feel like everyone was so busy. But we, during COVID, we were speaking to our loved ones a lot more, not not about this topic, but just in general. Like, do you have enough groceries? Do you have care? Those types of things. So this all has come up more in the last 18 months than ever. At the outset of this interview, you had some somewhat of a disappointed tone in your voice when you said to us, the, you said that, only 34% of people, and I believe this is nationwide, mm-hmm. uh, have pre-planned or even considered pre-planning a funeral. Uh, disappointing, I can see from your perspective, 30, it's only one-third of the population, but how does that uh, compare to a decade ago or two decades ago? And, and remind us, you know, remind us why this that number should be different, it should be higher, because there are huge advantages, right, to, to having the conversation beforehand with a person like yourself. Absolutely. Well, not only is the advantage cost, I mean, we have to all keep in mind that burials cost money. And having the conversation prior, like you said, Ted, 34% have had the conversation. And it, it, again, it's a loose, it's a loose 
statistic of Canadians that have initiated difficult conversations discussing the end-of-life planning with their family in 2020. 34%. So that's a small number. Now we go, we go fast forward. If you've had that conversation, there's costs involved. So people want to steer away from how we're going to pay for it. Okay, well, I bet you most people who have had that conversation, or just maybe most people in general, don't realize that there is an insurance component that's available to help with the cost uh, in today's dollars. Can you explain how that works? So what happens in terms of the funeral pre-plan needs? It's services. So the insurance company holds the funds. So the insurance company holds the funds. We hold the pre-planned uh, specifics. So, for example, the casket and what type of service that you want. But the insurance component is you're enrolled in an insurance policy, which is an annuity. It's guaranteed funds. Yeah, I was going to say, to be clear, we're not talking about life insurance here. No, we are not. It's guaranteed funds. So then at the t- time of death, you don't have to worry whether or not those funds are available. They will be available through the insurance company. And over time, they do grow. And if there's any excess funds, your beneficiary will get those funds, depending on the age of uh, the age that it, the policy is taken out and how long it had time to grow. Yeah, and you just reminded me of something. If I'm not wrong, and listeners, uh, if you think I'm wrong on this, please let me know. But I think that those those funds you're talking about, if there is an excess of funds, in other words, uh, you know, twenty thousand dollars is covered. But the money's grown to twenty six thousand dollars. That extra six thousand bucks that gets paid out to the beneficiary, as you mentioned, I believe that gets paid out tax free. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's, it's a question for the accountants out there. Absolutely. I'll check with mine as well. But because <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, it's one of the few um, opportunities to get some tax free <laughs> savings. I mean, depending on how much the amount is, uh, often it'll be used on flowers. Or yeah. upgrading the casket. It just depends on or the family. An extra donation to the charity or something yeah, like that. If they want. Mm-hmm. Are there specific rules uh, that um, uh, that apply to your industry in terms of dress? Like somebody told me, for example, you cannot be buried without shoes on. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I've never heard that. Ted. Okay. All no. right. Well, see, there, there, there you go. That's yeah. why I'm asking you. That that could be somebody in. But in, there are you know, so, there must be some, some rules. Something in, like dying in, with your boots on. Are there any rules though? There's lots of rules. However, <laughs> the shoe rule would be probably more of a tradition, or depending right. on the culture. All right. um, so we respect all traditions, all cultures, all diversity, and we are experts in the field. Yeah. And if there's not something we don't know, but the shoe thing. It's not mandatory. Okay. But do you, do, you, do you ever watch people when you go to a funeral and, and they'll bring items to put in the casket? 100%, yes. Like a little bottle Keepsakes, of rye or oh, yeah. golf balls. Uh, Keepsakes are big right now. It's a, it is very trendy to um, uh, have a keepsake of your loved one to take home with you or wear in jewelry. I was going to say jewelry too. Jewelry yeah. is a trend for sure. We're seeing more and more of that. Or, um, you know, just a keepsake to have with you at home. Of course, this is all cremation. Um, but yes, lots of notes, letters, poems, bottles of whiskey, uh, cigars. They go with uh, the deceased. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sat there and thought to yourself like, Oh, don't put that in there. That's way too expensive. (laughs) 
Um, no, actually, uh, it, it's that's like that joke about the three brothers and sitting around with their father uh, mm-hmm. as he as he was in his final days, and he had done fairly well for himself, and then the boys had done well for himself, and he said, "Listen, it, it, do me a favor. I have all this cash here on Earth, but I, it's not going to do me any good here. So, but just in case, when before they put me down, before I go away, can you each of you?" Give me a thousand dollars, so I have something just just in case I need money. Yeah. So the three of them all look at each other. They said, "Yeah, sure, no problem, right?" So the first one goes up and he takes out a thousand dollars and puts it in a casket, and second one puts a thousand dollars in a casket, and the third one writes a check and takes two thousand out. <laughs> mm, good nice, one. Nice. Oh, yeah. Better than that. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, we're here all week. Michelle, the listeners are going to have a million questions. I mean, we've covered off on a bunch of stuff, but as you know, there's millions of questions around the topic here. So how can they reach you and how do you want them to reach you? You can either give us a call at 905-665-0600 and that'll be a direct line right to the Mount Lawn Funeral Home That number one once again? 905-665-0600. Or you can just shoot us an email at... Info at arbormemorial.com. Arbor, A-R-B-O-R? Correct. A-R-B-O-R-M-E-M-O-R-I-A-L.com. Okay, that's great. Uh, Wealth of information, as always. Um, Can't thank you enough for being here with us today and uh, sharing some of that information with the listeners. It's obviously something that appeals to everybody. I mean, I should say applies to everybody at some point, right? Absolutely, yep. Well, uh, hopefully you can join us Again, sometime, uh, you're always welcome back here. And uh, we'll go to a quick break right now. I'm Jason Laidler with Ted Wolishin on the Avoid Probate Show. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Okay, let's head down for our weekly visit to 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. That's where you will find Tom's Place, fine clothiers for men. And that's where you will find a fine man, Tom Mahalik. Hey, Tom, it's been a while now since you've been open full time. Yeah, you paint me a bit of a picture because people are a little confused. They say to me, well, you know, I don't know if I want to go down because it's a limited amount of people are allowed in the store. What does that mean at your store? It, Ted, um, our store, as you know, and you've been in my store many, many times, and you have seen that little store growing to a big menswear store. We have a store that will allow full capacity of about 200 people. We're never going to reach that. And, you know, limited capacity, 15, 20, or 25%, even that's a lot of customers for us. And luckily, when the customers come into our store, we have a number of different dressing room area where they can feel comfortable and they will be isolated. And nobody in the world will have the selection of suits, sport jackets, trousers, and shirts that we have. We have an amazing selection of groomsmen's suits. We have an amazing selection of suits for the groom. And when you come to Tom's place, once you see the quality and our prices, you don't have to look anymore. Ted, we're proud to say that, yes, Tom's place is open, and we will serve you 
when you come to our store and we have a safe environment for you. Good stuff. Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin, in the heart of Kensington Market. And this is the Avoid Probate Show. I am Ted Wallison. He is Jason Laidler. He is the founder of avoidprobate.ca. And by the way, and we're about to get to one of my favorite segments, which is the mailbag segment. You have any questions, comments you'd like to make, we are all ears. The email address is info at avoidprobate, one word, avoidprobate, P-R-O-B-A-T-E, it's not a word that we, most of us use on a regular <laughs> basis. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Toll free, you can call Jason during the week at 1-844-667-7628. 1-844-667-7628. And thank you, uh, Ted, for that. I want to add, if you are calling in, most of the time your call is going to be answered by my lovely assistant, and it's really important you leave a contact number for me to get back to you uh, so that we don't go in circles. Um, I want to just add the, the weekly disclaimer, of course, because this information is important information, and uh, we need to understand that it's provided in this program uh, for general consumption only, and it's not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice because every situation is different. So if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert, of course, you can contact me at that information that Ted provided. And if you've got specific questions about uh, pre-planning your uh, your funeral situation, I mean, uh, Michelle was kind enough to leave her contact information as well. So, speaking of the mailbag, Ted. <clears throat> somebody, well, I shouldn't say somebody. I've had several people ask me, listen, you know, your friend always talks about <laughs> not leaving money to their kids while they're still alive, what seems to be the problem? Because I have three kids. This is his friend talking. Uh, and he said, and I was thinking of signing over the money to him now. Yeah, certainly uh, that's a question I get on a regular basis. Um, it's, like I said, every situation is different. It depends on, on the unique circumstances here. But the first question that comes to my mind is, all right. I mean, this this could be a, a probate avoiding tactic, right? Because the probate is going to be payable on the entire value of the estate at the, at the time of passing. So if I've given half of the estate away to my kids or to whoever before I pass, well, yes, that means the, the probate bill will be less. But I've also said before many times, for a lot of people, it's not about the f- probate fee itself. Remember, the probate fee is 1.5% in Ontario. Yes, it's the highest in the country and probably only going to get higher because uh, it's a revenue source and the province needs your tax dollars. Um, the, the problem is the, the hassle and the headache and, and the stress and the, and the legal costs and, and the liability. So... There's different uh, ways to consider the situation you're describing. The other thing to consider, of course, is losing control of the asset. Do do I want to give all my money away to my kids? What if I need it? What if uh, I live another 10 years? This was the case with my, my grandmother when she was 97, and she's still saving money. And I said, Granny, why are you still saving money? I don't understand. And she just kept saying, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. And, you know, I had to be delicate. I was like, I didn't want to say, well, you're 97. Like, come on. But uh, I did yeah, not the say The oldest that. woman in Canada, she just died uh, 
a couple weeks ago. She was 114. Wow, I didn't hear so that. So that's seven years. Your your <laughs> grandmother would have been living in squalor because of your greed. I didn't take her money. Ah, so, that's what it is. So, But that's a consideration. So a lot of people wrestle with the idea of losing control. And it depends on so many factors. I mean, are you giving away a tenth? of your estate or are you giving away yeah. 80% of your yeah, estate okay. and you know have you got have you got room and board and uh, enough food in the cupboard to keep you going for who knows till you're 114 <laughs> or, or older hey <laughs> you never I've, know I've heard it said that the person the first person who's going to live to be 150 has been born okay that's crazy right with yeah. the advances in science and healthcare and all all this uh, pharmaceuticals and Stem cells and all that stuff. We're well. We've been expanding life expectancies for men and women forever. Hey, so that that child has already been born. That they say that scientists say that child is already born. The and first if person. If it's a female, it's probably already engaged to David Foster. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Wallace and he's Jason Laidler. By the way, for those of you who are celebrating today, a happy birthday to our friends in the United States. It is the 4th of July. Yeah, there'll be fireworks there for sure, I think. Independence Day. Independence Day. It's not the birthday, it's their Independence Day. Okay. Yeah. There's a difference, right? Well, apparently, yes. Okay, well, uh, happy Independence Day, then, to all our American friends. Um, I want to say uh, thank you, of course, to our special guest today. Uh, that was Michelle Osborne, the branch manager at Mount Lawn Funeral Home and Cemetery out in uh, Whitby, part of uh, Arbor Memorial. And thank you to our producer, Kelly. Thanks to Ted Walshin for surviving COVID. And thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. Ted, uh, we do it again next week. You bet. If you want to get a hold of me, you can very simply email me at ted at twmedia.ca. All right. Nice week. It's a date. Enjoy your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.